0: I can't imagine, and again, I, I always have to preface this by saying I know it's not just about the audio logo, but I just can't imagine that when you're designing a print logo, why you don't also sit there and go, I wonder what that thing would sound like if it could make sound, and then develop that too, and then, mm-hmm. and then present both of them at the same time or in combination, um, and give yourself one more you know, one more uh, sense to, to, to have, I mean, a a lot of the brands have a, you know, have a, have a a smell, you know, there's a Mm -hmm. McDonald's has French fries and, you know, I mean, there's, there's a, a lot of them already using that sense, you know, don't, don't forget about the audio one.
1: Welcome to Audio Branding, the hidden gem of marketing. Sound plays a more important role in human behavior and our decision-making than you may realize. In this podcast, I'll help you understand the art and science of sound, so you can better influence others in business and your life. I'm your host, Jody Krangle. Let's delve a little deeper. This is the second part of my interview with Dr. David Allen. It's interesting how these things kind of evolve over time. Can you, can you talk a little about that? Because I know that for instance, for McDonald's, there was a huge evolution of that song to the mnemonic that they're using now.
0: Yeah. And, and it's still, uh, it's very difficult to, to, to get to the, okay. Who got paid for what with that commercial? They put Justin out there um, and they didn't think it was going to be. Um, Justin, they weren't sure, um, at some level cause it, he was new and just gone solo and that kind of stuff. Well, they wanted rap, right? Yeah. They wanted
1: something like R and B rap,
0: yeah, like well, a hip
1: hop, a hip hop artist, I think.
0: Yeah. Well, they, they were looking. And he wasn't really. Yeah. I mean, you know, <laughs> marketing tells you, you should go look at your demographic, target demographic, yeah. and then try to give them what they want. Um, and then try to get more uh, customers, but make sure you don't piss off the old customers. So, um, that, that makes, you know, from a music sense, if you were programming a radio station or doing a playlist and you had friends coming over, you might put something a little eclectic on your playlist, but you're not going to go completely to the other side of what they might enjoy. Um, so the same thing happens in, in audio branding is, is, are you going to you know let's give them what they want and then some um and so and coca-cola i mean uh mcdonald's you know it it mcdonald's always you know always felt very musical to me you know jingles back in the day um you know i got a broom and a and a pan and and i played this old commercial that my my students just kind of glass over at me but they were having uh, problems with cleanliness <laughs> and um they could have told people you know a hundred times that we're clean now you know you don't have to worry about it. but they did a little f- fancy jingle um with you know guys dancing with mops and that kind of stuff and you deserve a break today and um it was hugely successful um because it we was remember music it was fun it was you know it was just it was fun and yeah and it's hard to fix, you know, a, a, a shaky attitude. You know, if the consumer thinks that something is bad, that's the hardest thing to fix in marketing is to tell them it's not bad anymore or it's not as bad as you think. <laughs> yeah. And so um, having a little fun with it certainly helps.
1: Sure. Being able to make fun of yourselves, Correct. I guess, is, yeah, exactly a little humility goes a long way.
0: Yep. yep. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Really good. Yeah. Moving on to, um, I just, I, I wanted to get to some of the other stories in the in the um, supersonic logos mm-hmm. because you had mentioned uh, Walter who did the Intel logo, mm-hmm. and there was something between him and ABBA. And I'm wondering if you could explain that.
0: <laughs> yeah, the man is uh, the sweetest man ever. Uh, yeah. Like he, it couldn't have been nicer. And, you know, he is, um, you know, he's, he, he talks about his logo being the, the grandfather of it all, but he's the grandfather of it all. And, and, um, as far as a audio logo getting, you know, whenever you talk about audio logos, you have to mention Intel and, oh yeah. um, and he's was there. Um, but you know, classically trained, um, in Austria, um, thought he was going to be a classical something. Um, and then he has this strange diversion into an ABBA-like song in a very bizarre video, um, and 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 I was like, how how does this happen? He goes, I don't know. We we were college kids, and we thought this would be cool, and and he had a great. St- so they were. Yeah.
1: were using a sample was that yeah well the
0: great story about that that was the great story from him he goes he goes i go how did you ever get abba to agree to let you sample their music when they were so hot (laughs)
1: technically he didn't (laughs) and
0: and that i'm telling you if if the video is just so bizarre and he says well (laughs) we uh we got the manager on the phone and he was intoxicated and he said okay and we faxed something over to him, and he signed it. And you know, he goes, and then we then we were off to the races. And when we did it, we got sued by Abba. Um, and then we produced the fax, and that was that. And wow. And he said, you know, it's just how lucky it just happened. He says, um, <laughs> but that that allowed him to to do a lot of the stuff that he ended up, you know coming to the states and and getting hooked up with Intel and doing that campaign and but his classical training is you know there's a video out there where they went back and did a redo a remake of the Intel campaign and showed how closely it it, it is to the classical era and that kind of stuff and and Well
1: they redo it every few years, right? Yeah, Don't they he's, like up, you know, refresh it or something.
0: Yeah, he's still on the he's still on the hook. Um, in so many ways. It's a good hook to be in on. In so many ways. Yeah. I, the thing is that most of these guys, the the common thread to the book is that a lot of these guys and girls did these logos as work for hire. Um, so they don't get mm-hmm. a little piece every time that thing plays. Yeah. And
1: and that played a lot,
0: yeah, and he's he,
1: I remember he, when the two eighty six and three eighty six were coming out. I remember all of that,
0: <laughs> yeah, and they're they're um they're no joke when you try to get permissions <laughs> for them. Um, they they felt like they needed to give me permission to talk about the audio logo in a book. Uh, in addition to the print logo, um, and I do have an authorization to talk, uh, to talk with Walter, who is still on the hook and then anything he might say about the audio logo, um, they wanted to see it. Um,
1: I, you so. know, I guess I can see, but it, it does say one thing. It, it it says that they really value that audio logo, that it is a part of their marketing in, you know, their, their whole empire. and. Yeah, they're they're treating it seriously.
0: Yeah, and, and, and you know, my, my worlds collide uh, a lot. And, and in marketing, that was, you know, using the Intel audio logo in the marketing campaign to explain, you know, I don't know where the chip is in my laptop and I'm not entirely sure what it does. And, you know, I do look for the little sticker on my laptop that says Intel inside. But I know it's in there. Uh, I know when I hear the advertising that it's in there because they, they did, you know, it's called co-op, you know, advertising where they pay a little bit. And, you know, when they're in the Dell computer, then Dell pays a little bit and- That was
1: just brilliant. Yeah. That was utter brilliance. I remember hearing that logo so many times in advertising when in the early days of computers it was everywhere just, and, and getting that part of an advertising budget to put your stuff everywhere. It's just, it was sheer brilliance.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, we talk, talk a little bit, uh, I talk a lot about the fact that, you know, that they, they did try at the very beginning to do the who, what, when, where, and why, you know, this is a chip. This is what it does This is how much it costs. This is how it works. This is where it is. You know, um, iPod did the, Apple did the same thing with the iPod at the very beginning. They had a very boring commercial where somebody's showing you how to download music into this thing and, and this is how long it'll take and this is how much it's going to cost. And then they just did the silhouettes where they had, you know, people, you know, colored colors uh, of silhouette people with white iPod headphones walking down a street. And because people at some level didn't care how much it costs. Um, yeah. Or,
1: when it becomes a lifestyle thing, then you know it's arrived. Yeah.
0: But audio drives that, I think, more than anyone. Because then um, you not only, uh, you feel it, not just see it. And once you feel something, you tend to have to feel it again. And then you 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 have to go get whatever makes you feel that connection and in this case the iPods or you know yeah. the Intel chip inside
1: Are you looking for ways to improve your company's or podcast's impact? You'd be surprised how powerful the use of an intentional audio branding strategy can be. Want to know more? I have a free downloadable PDF that gives you my 5 tips for implementing an intentional audio strategy at voiceoversandvocals.com/audio-branding-strategy. That location does ask to put you on a mailing list, just to send you updates on when the new podcasts come out. But if you really don't want to give your email out, I understand. Just contact me directly, my email is all over my website, and I'll make sure you get that PDF without needing to sign up anywhere. If you do sign up though, you also get access to a resources section called The Studio, where I have videos, white papers and PDFs, discounts from my guests, and snippets of audio from my guests that no one else gets to hear. So maybe it's worth your while. Totally up to you. And of course, if you're looking for voiceovers, you can get in touch with me about that too. Now, back to the podcast. Well, it it became synonymous with quality. It did. Which was really an interesting way to do it because then it became a, well, I'm good enough to have this quality thing. Uh, you know, as opposed to, I'm just buying a computer.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And they, and they were really good at I mean, I'm sure that there were many chips that were, and probably still are that are just as good as the Intel chip. I mean, there's, you know, there's no reason to, to think that that's better than any other one, but you know, they they
1: have the better advertising <laughs> they have the, and,
0: and, you know, to a certain level, you know, I, when I do this lecture, I go, everybody pull out their laptops. How many people have the Intel logo on there? And some a couple of them will look at and they go, I don't have Intel inside. I go, Well, I hope you didn't pay as much as the rest of the people did. And I go, and they're like, Wow, do you think it's not not as good as those other ones? I go, I guess you should have thought about that before your parents bought you that laptop. But <laughs> it uh Oh boy, it's, you know, it, it was <laughs> it was brilliant. I mean, it was it was brilliant.
1: Yeah. They did a really great job with that. Is there a favorite Sonic logo that you have from the book or are we just talking, we're, we're going back to Coca-Cola again?
0: <laughs> no, no. I love all my children. I mean, it's hard. It's okay. It, 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 it's, uh, it's hard not to, it's hard not to like the Intel, uh, situation and and I'm biased because oh, sure. I'm biased because, you know, of Walter and, and, and what just a beautiful, what, what a beautiful man he is and, and he's, you know, He's zoomed into things that I, when I've presented about you know, to the class or about Intel and that kind of stuff. And oh, how great. Um, he really, and he, and he really doesn't have to be, I mean, he, he could be, he could be John Williams. He could be, you know, I, this, you know, I'm not going to talk about it anymore because I've talked about it enough. Well, um, I think he's just a beautiful man, but uh, most of the ones that um, talk to me, I think realize that this is their, in some cases, this is their legacy, um, and it's a good point. And when they talk, they want to talk, you know, um, about these kind of things. And you know, um, but you know, John Williams has a lot of other stuff to talk about. <laughs> so I can see where okay, Jaws true, Jaws yes. may not be something he <laughs> wants to talk about on a regular yeah on a regular basis.
1: Well, part of what I find so interesting about all of this is that you make these logos, these people are making these logos, and then you never know what's going to happen with them, because they really don't come into their own until 20 years down the road. Mm -hmm. That's when you really know that, you know, the rubber met the road, because that's when they really become super effective, The, the legacy that they create for the company that's using them.
0: Yeah. You know, um, you, you really don't yeah. know how successful it's going to be. You know, you see, you know, you know, you, you watch, uh, songwriters, uh, listen to songwriters and they go, what, did you know that was going to be, you know, the best song of, you know, 2020. And they're like, mm-hmm. no, I, I didn't, I <laughs> you know, just wrote it and let it out there and, you know, away it went, you know, and, yeah, you know, there was a feature not too long ago about, um, I'm going to age myself here, but the, the, the theme to the Mary Tyler Moore show Mm -hmm. and, um, that, you know, when they wrote the theme for when the guy in the band wrote the theme for that, um, he's like, I didn't, you know, something I did and, I thought it was nice. Um, and then when I
1: was that another work for hire?
0: Well, uh, I looked that up too, like right after there. And then what, what it was, was it wasn't So he went to, Good for he him. went to audition mm-hmm. and, and he was like, well, they're, they're really liking this. And he goes, I'm going to tell them I have to sing the songs. They didn't want him to sing the song. Oh. And he's like, I'm going to tell him no, no, no song, um, no me. And mm-hmm. he goes, then. He goes, for some reason, I decided to publish it. And when that wasn't, you know, a big deal. And so every time that, you know, you're going to make it after all, Mary Tyler Moore's song played, mm-hmm. um, he, he, he made money. So he and the band that, that was connected with it. So
1: yeah, good for them. Um, but
0: he didn't, you know, he's like, I, I, I didn't know the. that. Uh, and it's rare. Yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, it's rare that the songwriter knows. Right. Yeah. yeah. He
0: said, I didn't know the show the show was going to make it. I didn't know the song mm-hmm. was going to make it, you know, you know, who, who knows that kind of stuff. You do your best work. And and most of the logo, the audio logo people, you know, they, they had no idea that it would be anything other than, you know, a couple of notes. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. um, there's plenty that are not in the book that we're not talking about today. I'm sure. So, yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah. I mean, this is happening all over the place. It's just some of them are more well-known than others, but where do you see this going in the future? I mean, obviously it's becoming bigger as we, as we go.
0: Yeah. I think that, uh, I mean, I think audio branding as a strategy, um, will continue to, um, will continue to grow. And, and that, not, not just a, a Sonic logo, it's, you know, everything you're hearing everywhere connected with the brand um and that kind of stuff and you know there's there's lots of areas that are that are still underutilized when it comes to audio and you know supermarkets and wine stores and that kind of stuff um are yeah you know a
1: lot of the things Steve talked about yeah, yeah.
0: so <laughs> there's there's so much room to to grow there and and as far as the audio logos part you know I I, I can't imagine and again, I, I always have to preface this by saying I know it's not just about the audio logo, but I just can't imagine that when you're designing a print logo, why you don't also sit there and go, I wonder what that thing would sound like if it could make sound and then develop that too, and then mm-hmm. and then present both of them at the same time or in combination, um, and give yourself one more, you know, one more uh sense to to, to have, I mean, a, a lot of the brands have a, you know, have a, have a, a smell, you know, there's a,
1: mm-hmm. you know, McDonald's yep.
0: has French fries and, you know, I mean, there's, there's a, a lot of them already using that sense, you know, don't, don't forget about the audio one.
1: Sure. I suspect that what happens with that is that the advertising agency that's taking care of the visuals is completely separate from the one that's taking care of the audio. So they're not doing, they're not talking to each other until one decides to contact the other.
0: (laughs) True. True. And then a lot of them, you know, the, you know, that the, the, um, agency logo generating type areas in marketing are, are pretty well set up and they, they don't probably have someone with a, a guitar and a and a key, yeah. keyboard in the back room going, okay, we're going to work on the print up here and it's, it's yeah. purple. And, you know, this is what the letters <laughs> are going to look like. You know, write something. What does purple yeah, sound right? like? Yeah, write, <laughs> write, write something. Yeah. Um, so you have to, and, and, and the people like, you know, Steve would probably rather them not have it because then they can swoop in and go, have we got an audio branding strategy for you? Uh. Well, I mean, they
1: are separate things, really, if you think about it. I mean, you could have one large advertising agency that took care of both parts, but they are kind of separate departments. So you really need to be able to have a company or a department that can come in like Steve or like someone like him that would come in and actually build a whole strategy around it rather than tacking it on to the visual. Cause it's not a tack on it's like, it's part and parcel of the brand DNA and you need to, you need to consider it that way.
0: Yeah. That's a, that's a great point. I mean, and you know, I, I, you know, don't want my nice family doctor to, 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 to Uh, operate on my heart you know i want to i I want to go to a specialist who understands (laughs) just heart so you know shout out to all the people like steve that that are doing this kind of stuff because they're uniquely qualified to to do it and and to not only do it well but to take the whole activity of it to another level that it isn't at today um so that i can be writing books about it tomorrow
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah. And I can interview them
0: because, <laughs> right. yeah,
1: this, that's what I'm all about. The, yeah. I'm with you. <laughs> I know it takes some effort to write a review, and I know how busy and, let's face it, kind of stressful our lives are right now. So it means a lot that you take the time to let me know how you feel about the podcast. Bruce at Mindfulness Mode writes, This is a gift to any business. This podcast gives a whole new perspective to branding and every business owner needs to hear it. Jody has a terrific voice and presence as an interviewer, and she draws out the best from her guests. There are powerful lessons you need to hear right now to pump new life into your business. Thank you so much for your thoughtful words, Bruce. I really appreciate it. And now, back to the show. It's really a fascinating study. I, I spoke with, um, just recently, actually, his episodes appeared, um, Rajiv Raja, who is um, the fellow who does brand music and made the Mogo for MasterCard. Right. So, So he's the fellow who made sure that the music was geographically sensitive I guess yep. is what you would call it so that mastercard sound can be heard throughout the world using different instruments and different beats and such depending on where they're heard and still make as big an impact so it's it's just it's such a huge field and there's so much more to be explored and It shouldn't be as unusual as it seems to be to most people that sound is important.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And yeah, uh, MasterCard is, yeah, I give them a little shout out in the book. I couldn't, I couldn't, they they couldn't make the the hall of fame yet. They're too young for it, but they, they got, (laughs) they got a future mention because they, they get it and it has to be, it has to be customized, you know, it has to be, you know, sort of mass customization in, in some capacity. Um, because, you know, not everyone likes the same type of music. Um, well, exactly. So.
1: It's becoming really dynamic, which is what I'm loving about this whole industry is that as it changes, it becomes more personalized.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: Which I think is fantastic. And that's what's happening with all of our tech, really. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, that's the, you know, that's the advertisements that we're seeing are personalized to what we like. Right. <laughs> right. All of this. So why shouldn't the audio that we hear be the same thing?
0: So true. So true. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. yeah. So, what are you working on right now? I know that you just released another book. How long ago was that?
0: Um, well, I have the Supersonic Logos, which just came out. Um, and are you working I'm, on? Yeah, I'm. Okay. Yeah, I am. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm into NFTs now. So. um it started it started next planet over with uh, Kings of Leon NFT'd their album, uh, NFT yourself. And um, mm-hmm. it started a little bit with that, and it's taken off into um, a textbook that I'm writing called the ABCs of NFTs. Um, <laughs> I like the title. <laughs> and you know, I I'm I'm fully integrated. So I, I have a new podcast called the NFT PhD um nice. and so i'm i'm looking pretty hard at that um i don't have any of the fancy i don't have a bored ape i don't have a crypto kitty or um <laughs> yeah uh even a doodle uh but <laughs> i uh i'm fascinated by it um and the blockchain which does hurt my head and and <laughs> yes. nfts that um i'm the nft phd With somebody, I'm trying to learn how to be a PhD in NFTs Mm -hmm. and uh, the people that I'm talking to are, are, are doing it. So, um, I'm looking a lot at that these days, it seems like.
1: Sure. I'm having discussions on Clubhouse about audio NFTs, actually, uh, with a fellow, um, named Ahmed mm Bouzid, who runs a company called witlingo.com. And he has a found a way to mint audio at NFTs through his company. So you may want to talk with him.
0: <laughs> I will. I will. I will. I know they're, they're going in all different directions with, mm-hmm. with music, you know. Um, well,
1: my, my thing is voiceover, right? Mm-hmm. So being able to authenticate your voice mm-hmm. is actually going to become very important. Very. So yeah, it's, it's a really interesting area. I look forward to hearing more about that from you. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And the, the, and it's just, uh, I mean, the, a lot of the people that are in the space have been thinking about it for a very long time, but it's mm-hmm. just starting to get so much more publicity. Um, and in popular music, um, the music can be NFTed, obviously, and it, it could have a lot to do with. Artists not selling their collections at some point because they can retain, you know, original ownership and that kind of stuff. And you know, a lot of the artists coming out with music. And and yeah, the audio audio on the blockchain is for someone like you. Um, is extremely important that it, you you own you own your voice, uh, obviously, and all that you're doing with it. Um, but, you know, it would be the ultimate proof for it to be NFT and for it to be on the blockchain and, you know, it's, it's so much more than just going to a a lawyer and getting something notarized. Um, definitely. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's the. It's the next big thing in audio. No, I don't know what, yeah, I, don't, well, <laughs> I don't know. We don't really know, but
1: it's something new. So yeah, I think it's an interesting direction to be heading in. I mean, definitely we need protection.
0: Yeah, the um, for some strange reason, I'm getting a master's of legal, master's of law from USC and don't ask me why. Um,
1: what degree don't you have? I know,
0: I know. <laughs> Um, I don't have an MD, so if, you, if, you're, okay. if you're with me and you choke on something, I'm not going to save you. <laughs> you're but, on your you know, own. <laughs> I, I'm going to look around to see if anybody knows how to do the Heimlich. Um, but I uh, in that class, I took entertainment law and music law this semester, and the entertainment lawyers were looking. Um, a lot of film and movies are being NFTed now. And at the beginning of the semester, the music lawyer was and i'm not seeing a lot of it and then by the end he's showing me you know clauses and contracts that that account for the music being nft'd and and you know he uh i i had one particular class where i think i i did more of it than than he did of talking about nfts um but i loved him and i loved the class so we'll see where audio goes with it um it certainly, is, yeah. it, it, you know, it, it, it's it's somewhat easier for for audio because it it has a it has a pattern a digital pattern already, you uh-huh. know it doesn't it doesn't have to be digitalized because it's already digitalized it just has to be minted, you know, and so that's just one more layer of protection, um, and you know I'm I'm sure that audio logos are going to be NFT'd Oh yeah, uh, I'm sure Intel has NFT their logo. Although I probably should check into that and find (laughs) out. Yeah, if
1: if they haven't, they should. (laughs) They should. I know. I know. Yeah. Yeah. So how can people get in touch with you if they they'd like to learn more about what you're doing?
0: I think the easiest way to is to buy my book. No, the easiest way (laughs) is uh, is through St. Joe's in Philadelphia. That's um that's still the home base um professor on a daily basis so d allen d-a-l-l-a-n at sju.edu um i'm great with getting back to people um and love to talk about this kind of stuff um
1: do you have a url where someone can
0: yeah so um that's the best place i i have some stuff going on with the nfts but that is um sort of still a work in progress, so I'd be embarrassed mm-hmm. to send them there yet. Um, so I think just I think that's the best place to to do it. I, you know I have I have a lot of side hustles as my friends say I have a, I have a <laughs> are
1: you on LinkedIn? <laughs> I'm, I'm
0: there. I'm on Twitter and I have and I have, okay. and I have a, a podcast platform for professors called Profcasters that I'm putting professors that have podcasts on them. Fantastic. And so profcasters.com, you can find me at um, stjoes.com. The nftphd.com is fairly, uh, fairly it's new. Is fairly new and, and, <laughs> and pretty, just doesn't have a lot of content on it yet. So mm-hmm. uh, yeah. You'll get there. Yeah,
1: There's more to be said. <laughs> yeah.
0: I'll never be as efficient as you are at podcasting though. You are, you are a machine. And
1: Well, I've had to by now, yeah. <laughs> but I'm only doing one. <laughs> yeah,
0: And you're, you're, you know, from a voiceover standpoint, your, your, your voice is second to none. I mean, it's, uh, it really, <laughs> well, it really is very, very um well-developed and distinguishable and it has, you know, feeling and nice, you know, it's, uh, and for my radio days, um, we didn't always have the best commercials or audio come in. You know, we always thought we were better than, than half of the people that were doing the commercials that we were, (laughs) we were putting on tape, but, uh, you're the real deal.
1: Well, thank you. appreciate that. And thank you so much for being here today. I learned a lot and it's, it was a really interesting conversation and I'm sure there's more to discuss in the future.
0: (laughs) No, thanks to you for having me.
1: Well, that's the end of this episode. Thanks for listening. And if you like what you heard, why not tell a friend about this podcast? It's available in all the usual locations. Until next time.